This is Chorley FM, coming in your ears. You've done it all. You've broken every code. Paul's the rebel to the floor. You've got one of these for the station. What happened? Please stop me again. Right. It's the Phoenix Club. Pull off into paradise. Hundreds of years ago, when man walked the planet, he had no real means of communication. In time, man developed a phenomenon which has never been fully understood by the psychic community. This phenomenon is James Owner. Hello, everyone. <laughs> all right, Tom, how's it going? Oh, I'm all right. You're supposed to go, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought <laughs> I'd leave that for later. Well, you've ruined it. Uh, 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 welcome. Hello, everyone, to uh, Pull Off Into Paradise, a Phoenix Nights podcast, slightly delayed owing to illness and um, also just work being off its uh, mammary glands. So, yeah. I'm Tom, and Jimmy Arnold's here with me. How are you today? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is the big one, isn't it? This is like this feels like the uh, the most popular uh, episode, I would say. So yeah, no I'm not even going to leave people hanging on that survey we did. This got like 41 percent of the of the votes, which out of 12 episodes is uh, it's a landslide. Quite impressive, really. Yeah, like for what is essentially two cameo characters that take up the majority of the episode listen this is another thing it's it's quite slow to start clinton baptiste don't appear till about the last seven minutes no not at all yeah yeah and keith lard ain't yeah. till the second half pretty much anyway you know what how this goes uh we we go through and we open up once again with paul Leroy from Chorley in your Chorley fm coming in your ears um, and they're listening to Cockney Rebel or probably playing Cockney Rebel on their radio show. And we hear a police siren on a police bike, don't we? <laughs> Which they've got their money's worth out of hiring this police bike in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, they definitely, I think screen time wise, that's probably third, isn't it? After, uh, yeah, after Keith Clinton and then, then the police bike, I would say. The, yeah. the police bike really got their money's worth. So uh, that's young Kenny putting um, signs up for the psychic at the Phoenix Club. The policeman has obviously told him to stop it. He offers him some for the station, though. Good lad. Good lad. Always thinking. Always thinking. And it, I think what maybe I'm just it, because of the whole doing this, I've watched it too many times, but that is the same day as the psychic. And Brian says about 10 minutes after this that they've already sold out. So I'm not sure why he needs to be promoting it that heavily. That's as a well. good point. That is a very good point. Unless yeah. they just sort of over-ordered on the posters and thought we might as well get our, our run of it. I don't know. You've just torn a massive plot hole in it for me now. <laughs> so they come up with a new plan. and uh, This is all pre-credit. Uh, so, so they get a sheet, uh, put it over a Chevron sign on a roundabout, and... Uh, Attempt to write Psychic Phoenix Club tonight, 7.30. What does he actually write? Piss kick! What's a piss kick? Well, he writes piss kick, I suppose. He does. But in the in the um, commentary, Peter sort of set, throws, throws away a bit of a... Justin, Justin Morehouse, who plays young Kenny, wrote that wrong by accident and they wrote this whole bit into it but that surely that can't like that just doesn't add up like you would have had to have written that the concept of that bit first surely so was the original gag that he just made a sign out of a sheet yeah yeah and i suppose him driving around potentially like driving around the roundabout as being funny but yeah it's a good like it's a good gag cut straight to the um the like opening uh, credits, isn't it? Yes, it is. And they uh, instantly happen after he's called him a tit for writing piss kick and saying, you're spelling it wrong, you're spelling it wrong. Always good on them quoting groups on Facebook, isn't it? Spelling it wrong. 
whenever yeah. anything's spelt wrong <laughs> on anything, just share it on there. Guaranteed a couple of lols um, off that. So we have the dingly dongly intro. So we cut to what I think is the Jockey Wilson suite, uh, the main lounge of the club. Max says, that's it, put it on now, let's have a look. Big cheer. That's what we want. Paddy says, put the porn on. They've just replaced the uh, stolen by the men in overalls telly with a new telly, haven't they? That's Brian's had to put his hand in his pocket, presumably, and actually, like... (laughs) He seems quite into it. He, could, he seems quite happy with it. Yeah. Um, so we then cut into Brian's actually dingy office. And spoiler alert, everyone. But it looks fire damaged even before there's been a fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah. Put a bloody light on, man. Jesus. <laughs> you think that's right. why? Is that because it, that, I don't know. Like, Is he tight? Trying, trying to hide it. But it's the the wrong bit of set for that, that point. I don't know. Who knows? So then, uh, Ray Vaughan, the Yorkshire rapper, DJ Death, is leaning over Brian's shoulder working on his computer, so he can print that to what any size you like. And Brian says, it's amazing what they can do now. Hmm, technology. It's easy as well. I just cut your head off, says Ray Vaughan. And Brian goes, what? It's a nice continuation of the Ray Vaughan's a murderer. Yeah, it's quite a difficult line. It's quite a difficult skit to explain on a podcast, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite visual, isn't it? The whole that whole bit, really. Yeah. He he's cut his head off as in on an image and he's dragging it round as in the screen. Don't want anybody who's listening to this for some reason and not seeing Phoenix Nights thinking it's got really dark. It took really a very quick. dark turn in episode three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh we cut back to the Jockey Wilson suite. Um because Marion's walked in front of the telly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And she says, don't think you congregate in here every day. This is for regulars. We are regulars. Your staff. And you're not on till seven. Now get out and get a life. Max says, I've got a life. I've just not got Sky. Doesn't it sort of towards the, when it cuts to the, um, them going into the banana grove, Brian says, like, who calls an affiliates meeting for this time in the morning? So, like, what time are they there? Isn't there people, there's, like, people drinking? <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, if you go to your local Weatherspoons, you can uh, have a pint and a this is full, full English. Free all that. Yeah. Free all that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. Did you have Sky when you were younger? No. We had cat like that. And what was it called? Cable one for a bit. Oh, Entel or... Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, we had... Times are hard in our ass. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have nothing like that. Um, pretty pointless now, really, isn't it, with digital? Anyway, so we cut back into Brian's fire-damaged office that's definitely not fire-damaged, and Ray's saying, look at the blades, go right through bone, that, and he's done a picture of uh, Brian as a serial killer for some... Reason saying what do all the signs say? Like no underage drinking and take yeah, your glasses, take your glasses back, to back to the bar, yeah, or else. And then they're kind of spattered around for the rest of the series as well, yeah. like sort of in the background. <laughs> yeah. So Brian's pretending to enjoy this experience, and he asks where he got the pitch from. Ravon downloaded it off the net. Do you like that sort of thing? Is that what gets you going? Murders. Do you like murders? Death. Yeah, fascinated by it, me, says Ravon. Look at this, Hannibal Potter. <laughs> and they both laugh. In 2001, downloading a picture off the net was not a Would have took at least two hours. <laughs> yeah, and Ravon's got so much variety. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't in bloody uh, <laughs> clip art, were they? Pictures of murderers. <laughs> they were not, no. I, sort of like, I quite like the fact that like Brian just has no idea as well. He's just like very much not got a clue what he's doing with Tinternet. No, might as well be talking Greek to him. Yeah. All right, luckily, Jerry comes into the office as we go into this meeting, and Brian says, Lads, <laughs> it's good night. 
<laughs> so we cut to the main cabaret suites. Brian's been wheeled through by Jerry. Your point earlier, imagine calling an affiliates meeting at this time in the morning. I oh, know, bloody Den Perry, big Ed. And, and if you notice as well, Jerry wheels him up one aisle to the where mm. the stage is, round round the top, just so that they get to get to Les, and then back down the other <laughs> side for absolutely like just for no reason, really. <laughs> <laughs> so Les pops in from Les Alanos, best backing in Clubland. And he reminds Brian about the drama group that him and Alan do at the youth club. Uh, they're doing a show, Karate Kid the Musical. Um, and their rehearsal room's been fumigated, very disappointingly. And Brian says, oh, so you want to know if you can use one of mine? Only be for a couple of days, says Les. That's what they told Terry Waite. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. Um, Jerry drops a bollock and says, uh, this room's free. So Brian calls him a big mouse. And then they end up in the... Yeah, end up at that point in the Jockey Wilson suite, don't they? So he sees the new telly, basically. Yeah, and he says, Big Mouth. Hey, oh, look at that. <laughs> that's what we... Widescreen. Cinerama. That's fantastic. Special, that, isn't it? Which, uh, when anything's on telly, I tend to say that, really. <laughs> Some sort of home video on the telly. Or so, someone connects their phone to the telly, that's... <laughs> Or at work when someone finally gets to their computer to connect to the big anything, really. Just on Zoom meeting, sharing screens, that sort of hey, thing. Hey, widescreen, <laughs> cinerama. <laughs> right, so they're watching TV. Uh, Robbie Coltrane's there, quite obviously dubbed, uh, speaking in French. And Brian says, I didn't know Cracker were French. We'll be selling popcorn soon. Never miss an opportunity to make some money. Brian, Brian never missing an opportunity to make some extra money. Yeah, start wants to sell popcorn. Paddy uh, nudges uh, and says, "Well, whether we will be when they put the blueies on." He's obsessed, the lad. You only, you only get a bucket and off. <laughs> so Marion says, "Brian, the psychic phoned, wanted to know what time you were on." If he's any good, he'll know already. Point well made as well, there, Brian. Oh, whoa, whoa! Where's my dartboard gone? I'll throw them in there. It's Anaglypta, 12 quid a roll. So somewhere, a, another one of his club items has been stolen. Um, and these people, what is wrong with them? Just throwing darts at where the board used to be. Like having sort of drawn a dartboard with like what looks like this, the pool chalk in the wall as well. <laughs> and then Brian again makes a good observation. It's like living in a ghetto every bloody week. He says to Kenny, Kenny, we'll have that bull nuts, bull mastiff if it's not been nicked. And we just get a with a thumbs up from Kenny. <laughs> I feel like that's the only time that anyone sort of appeased Kenny's obvious lying, really. Yeah, unless his bull mastiff story was yeah. believable. So how are they getting in? Probably kids with nothing to do. Amen to that. Probably one of your lot. Brian says to uh, Les, who's sort of still following them, trying yeah. to make get this uh, get this agreed. You teaching them karate? I was a good kid, says Leslie. Can we have this room? If it was up to me, says Brian. It is up to you, says Leslie. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Brian says, "What's in it for me?" Les says, "Nothing." Well, they can sod off. Sponges, they want to get a job. Not hiding his uh, greed there, old Potter, is he? No. Obviously, as he's saying this, the camera pans around and sees that Les all has already them. invited them all to the club. Yep. They're all there listening to him getting slagged off. And he says, oh, yeah, you're right. Make sure they get some pop and crisps. Avanti, Jerry. Avanti, Jerry. One of them as well you might recognise from episode one, isn't it? Because it's... Uh, Spencer Lad, isn't it? Spencer Lad. Who is returned to the club after being disgusted of being treated like that. Because it was unprofessional, so he's putting his professional name on the line again. And, uh, yeah, going. He, he lands the lead in the Karate Kid, though, so come yeah, on. Yeah, true. He is like a professional. The, the, there's a bit, there's a an off-screen shout back from Brian as well, where he says, and check them for dartboards, which I think is quite a funny, <laughs> quite a good line, as if one of them's just going to be 
like stood there with a like probably twenty year old dartboard. <laughs> right. We now change to another club in Clubland. It's a banana grove, uh, and it's our first visual view of uh, Dem Perry. Dem Perry. With his opening line. Like I say, she has got a cock, so you have been warned. <laughs> a nice, uh, like, visual kind of, I don't know if it's a gag, I don't know whether it is a gag or whether it was just that they couldn't get one, but the the tree in the corner of the stage has got oranges on. It's called the Banana Grove. Ah, uh, right. It's okay. not even like that. <clears throat> yeah. that's, that's just the Phoenix Club. They've just redecorated it for that scene, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure you'd like go to the effort of finding another club to use, would you, for just for that? I don't know. It might be a purist old Peter Kay. Anyway, so he's warned us about this person with a cock. So then he goes on to plug his own event. Now, as I'm sure you all know, we here at the Banana Grove are thrilled to be hosting the Heats for Talent Trek. And no doubt that goes for the grand final as well. So I must say, it's time somebody decent at it. If you'd like some posters, they're by the Tropicana Suite near the toilets. <laughs> Speaking of shit houses, I'd like to welcome back Mr. Brian Potter from the newly refurbished Phoenix Club. Killed many pensioners this week, Brian. <laughs> You get like I, I really like the shot of uh, like Brian gives a look to Jerry during this whole thing, and it's just pure like at, he just hating the fact that they're like putting this on them again. Yeah, so, so funny. He just of just hates Den just so much. <laughs> if you like your folk music with a touch of racism, he's your man. Brian calls him a fat pig. Uh, just before we go any further, Ted Robbins, who plays. Dem Perry. We met him once, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, 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 sort of, well, Kid, Kiddies Festival. It was supposed to be a kids festival, but I don't feel like he was comparing the day, wasn't he? But I don't feel like he really knew the audience that well. Kept making jokes that were like for the parents, but <laughs> all the kids were like under 10. So all the parents were sort of less than 40 and making jokes about like just random sort of. Like trying to pull references from like the sixties, basically. That's <laughs> no what I was understood. Say. He did. He did not know what year it was. It was, did he? No. Like he, I thought he did all right, and we went and spoke to him. We got a photo with him, which I'm sure we'll share uh, on on the podcast Facebook page, which you should probably like. Uh, yeah, and he was a good sport all day, wasn't he? he uh, yeah, yeah. We gave it the old. No, it's Perry, Jerry, Jerry, it's Perry, and. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was great. He was. He, up had, for it. he had a good chat with us, didn't he? And, yeah, uh, I think the better the, the highlight of that day was um, there was a sort of it was like uh, tribute acts and sort of local artists, wasn't it? Basically, and there was a talent trick. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And there was a, a, a like singer songwriter girl, and she did "I Want to Be Like You" from the Jungle Book at the end like on acoustic guitar and then he came on stage as she was sort of saying thanks and went come on do that one again i want to join in and then just <laughs> made her play it while he was trying to sing <laughs> i want to be like you from the juggle book it was, i don't know if this was the same day because i was uh luckily for me i was there for the whole thing but were you there i can't remember when he came out and there was some sort of technical difficulty and he was having to like just riff while they sorted it out, and the oh. microphone was working. And he got a load of kids up on the stage whose birthday it was, completely unplanned. And he was like, "Come on, let's let's sing a song, kids. Let's sing a song." And he wanted him to sing like, "I'm a pink toothbrush," or something like completely outdated. And like they, he was belting it out, and they were all just looking <laughs> terrified. This fat old good guy <laughs> was making him sing, and then. He put the kids in a position. He put his production team in a position. After he'd finished, everything came back on. And he was like, right, thanks to the kids for coming up and joining in. Have we got a goodie bag or anything for him? <laughs> we got anything for him, Steve? We got anything for No. No goodie bags. No. Oh, off you go then, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I was there for that bit. It was, it's amazing. I was crying. I was crying. It was just like Phoenix Nights. Have we got anything? No. <laughs> Got a cuddly toy or something? You you can give him no sweets. 
No, sorry, kids. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely brutal. That is Professional. Obviously, this isn't Phoenix Notch related, but we also met the Chuckle Brothers that day as well. We did. We did. And this is what made me think Ted Zed was going, because I saw him like later that same day, and I had a Chuckle Brothers T-shirt on, and he was he said exactly the same thing to me. He was like, oh, they're, they're over there. They are. You want to go and say hello? I was like, I oh, know. We've talked about this. <laughs> I mean, where's my goodie bag? Right. <laughs> anyway, so that's Dem Perry. While they're reading out a few committees, Brian and Jerry notice who's on. It's Keith Lard. Oh, who's Keith Lard? He got done for interfering with dogs. He's been on the newspapers and in court. He got off though, didn't he? <laughs> you try getting an Alsatian to testify. <laughs> <laughs> Again, quoting groups, anything to do with bestiality. Yeah. Get it in Yeah. Woman or man has sex with a tree. You try getting an elm to testify. Anything works for anything. <laughs> so uh, we cut to a bit of stand up. You can tell where Dem Perry's background lies. It's on the comedy circuit, isn't it? Yeah. Because he says, uh, I'd like to now unleash our guest speaker today, Mr. Keith Lard. No, we're all having a chuckle. He's here to discuss fire safety in the workplace. Would you care to uh, take the lead, Keith? Just a string of excellent puns. Isn't yeah, it? he's, a good, just... he's a good lad. This is Bark's worse than it's like. <laughs> there you go, mate. And Keith blows into the microphone. That's the that's the, what happened. Tom tried to blow into his mic then, but it's such a modern, newfangled microphone. It knew what was happening and didn't even record it. Oh, that's a shame. You know what my biggest fear is? Rabies? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ignorance. You ever smelt burning flesh, son? I love this. I love that. I love just, yeah. It's just... <laughs> what to say, does it? It just doesn't know what to do. So he puts uh, a doll, for some reason, to illustrate a child. He says, this is Veronica. She's a bit of a dog. left. <laughs> <laughs> So we then cut back to the Jockey Wilson Street suite at the Phoenix Club. And this is our first visual viewing of the Armchair Superstore, isn't it? It is, yeah. Which, um, is it the wig? It's the spray-on hair, isn't it? Spray mane, yeah, to yeah. start with. They're discussing uh, the, their product spray mane, which you spray on your head uh, to thicken your hair up. And to demonstrate this, they spray a bit on a mannequin's head uh, that's got short hair. And then they replace it with a mannequin with long hair <laughs> yeah. to demonstrate that it's worked. Max says this is shite. Paddy says, turn this crap off. But the ladies, Marion and Mary, they want it on. We like it. I hate this home shopping bollocks. Hey, like, Preston. Like, I, yeah, I like the idea of uh, Holy Mary just sat at home watching Armchair Superstore. And then as soon as she's seen this new TV in the phoenix club she's like i know what's going on here <laughs> we're gonna have a bit of armchair superstore on at work <laughs> i used to uh work for an organization within derby uh there was one of the uh workplace representatives who wouldn't do any work whilst doctors was on <laughs> and thought that was just that was perfectly that was acceptable just fine and just normal yeah yeah just anyway, record, just record it now, wouldn't you? Watch you it would. Isn't the whole concept of Armchair Superstore? Imagine trying to explain that to someone now who wasn't born. What of like QVC? I bet QVC's still on, isn't it? I don't, I know. don't know, listeners. If you know, does does TV shopping still exist? I'm sure. Like we we've both been have as uh, parents of young children, both been up at stupid o'clock in the morning and put like the telly on and it's been on ITV4 and there's been like some really long infomercial about a like halogen oven or something. Yeah, or well, fucking you know that hair removal cream for women, it's called Nair. It used to be called Nads. Because <laughs> I saw an infomercial about it. Same font and everything. Somebody must have gone, you can't fuck, you can't bloody yeah. call it Nads. Like Sif and Jif, that sort of thing. That's yeah. One for our younger listeners. That's <laughs> a bonkers uh <laughs> Barmy bonkers Brussels bureaucrats. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the ladies like it, the men hate it. On the telly, hey, presto, a full head of hair as he produces a different mannequin. <laughs> hey, presto, you've got a beautiful 
full head of hair. Wow, <laughs> incredible. Look at that. Now, that's what I call ready for action. <laughs> I think the two hosts of this are really underrated characters. Yeah, they're really funny, aren't they? One of them shows up a bit later as well as uh, Jeff Bitch. Oh, does he? You can, you okay. can call me Bitch, just the ladies, that is. Yeah, we'll get so, to that. Can you guess what colour spray mains available in? It's, I believe, brown, black, dark brown, and <laughs> silver. <laughs> yes. There you go. Sorted colours, Paddy. And There's we're, Max. We're back to the uh, Paddy's going bold. Yeah. Uh, who else have you told Big Mouth? Told anybody. I've got eyes. They can see your problem. That's. I think that's one of my go-to uh, <laughs> go-to phrases. They've got eyes. They've yeah, got eyes. They can see your problem. <laughs> Also, like yeah. throughout throughout the commentary in this one, Paddy just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, looks fine. It looks all right. It's that's a full head of hair. Got the spray mane on it. That's yeah. why. So we cut back to the Banana Grove. Uh, Keith Lars drawing his ideal club. Uh, he draws a basic club. Car park would be there. Fire exits there. And somebody notices that his drawing is starting to look decidedly canine. Back entrance there. That's the dog he's drawing. He's obsessed. So, yeah, then he draws the front entrance, which looks like the dog's winky. Yeah. So, and then uh, he, sort of Keith becomes quite apparent. It becomes quite apparent to Keith that no one's listening. Yeah. He takes some quite extreme action. The thing that the idea, what I do is I QQC the situation. Quickly, terribly. Get attention, please. <laughs> You prick. Yeah, he blasts an air horn in the air to quieten them all down. But somebody's carrying a tray of drinks again, first thing in the morning, apparently. Not as early as they started at the Phoenix, but still early. Uh, he calls, he says, you prick. It's a terrible <laughs> bit of acting, that yeah. is. <laughs> can't even say you prick. I should have been on there. Um, laugh or burn, take your pick, says Keith Lard. Now, this is one of those underrated lines in the show for me, okay? We go back to the Phoenix. They're still watching Armchair Superstore, or ass, for short. For many men, Gary, uh, sex is a frustrating hobby. Yeah, like playing snooker with a rope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then he, he cuts, and both Kenny's and Max and Paddy are just nodding. Yeah. When he says that. <laughs> it's a frustrating hobby. Yeah, playing snooker with a, with a rope. But exactly, uh, technology and an ancient herbal remedy has combined to create Piagra, a chewing gum. When the juices mix with your saliva, it enhances sexual performance for up to six hours, apparently. Wow, hard, hard times are coming. Uh, does it come in a flavour? Can you name all three flavours of uh, Piagra? Aniseed. Yeah. Spearmint. Yeah. And liniment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we put in around so much. We got back, uh, back across the banana grove. Dead. You're all dead. It's not easy. I'll leave you. Uh, I'm gonna, I might give him this whole monologue. Yeah. Uh, give you with this. A friend of mine sent me from America. Shocking headline. <laughs> Fire inferno wrecks lives. <laughs> not for the squeamish. You want to cover your ears? To my surprise, 100 stories high. That's how high fire you can get, then. People get loose. They were trying to get down from the roof. Folks were screaming, out of control, pandemonium. It was so devastating when the buggy, which must be the uh, American term for fire, I think, started to grow. Someone was closer to saying, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Disco inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Burn that mother down. Another child orphaned. <laughs> Sick minds we're dealing with. So, yeah, he's um, reading out the lyrics to Burn, Baby, Burn by... Uh, who is it by? They're calling the gang. It might be, mightn't it? I don't know. The Tramps, apparently. There you go. Perfect. Well done. Man in the chair there. Sick minds we're dealing with. So, and I think my my favourite of that whole bit is burn that mother down. Another child orphaned. 
It's just such a good line. <laughs> so we cut to Paddy on the phone of the club that's out of order. And he's saying, have you got uh, aniseed flavour? He's obviously ordering some Piagra. Well, then you get Lidamond. <laughs> so he's shouting, Max. Yeah, offers him some of this Piagra. And Max says, do a balls. Don't need it, me. Another classic line from the ass, guys. It's it's a piece of history. It's history on your wrist, what I would like to call uh, wristry. <laughs> no, uh, Paddy's very adamant to m- make sure that whoever it is that's ordering yeah. it, it knows that it's it's not for him. It's <laughs> somebody else's, yeah. We so we uh, go back to the banana grove. Again. Yeah. And they're sort of obviously on a bit of a break or it's finished. And then we find out that uh, it's Den that recommends the psychic and Jerry's booked it. I don't know if this is this is a is this a good opportunity for you to uh, pitch your theory about Jerry. Jerry the bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a theory that uh Dignan is a bastard. Um, in as much as there's quite a lot of accidental Den Perry bookings that he takes on despite knowing how much Dem Perry hates the Phoenix club. And I just don't think Jerry's that gullible. I think he's just a bit malicious and mean sometimes. And every time one of them example comes up, I'll, I'll add it to the Dignan's a bastard file. Cause he is, I think he's jealousy. Cause isn't it in the, in the previous one, it, it, you find out at the end that it's the, he doesn't, he say, he says something like you can see why Den stopped having these nights. Yeah. The wild west night. Don't you? Yeah. Bastard. So they're talking about the psychic. Have you shifted many tickets? You won't go far wrong with him. Oh, we've sold out, yeah. Ding dong, says Dem Perry. And then uh, we cut to Keith and Brian, both played by Peter Kay, having a discussion. Basically, Keith wants to in- give the fire inspection in the Phoenix Club. And uh, he's off there for his first inspection. And Brian says he's got a bloke called who already does that. Got it sorted. I had it done the other week. Dave Sherland, he suspended allegations of bribery. <laughs> bribery? Backhanders. Some clubs stop at nothing, even risking customers' lives. I'll see you down there directly. Then we get a Den Perry classic. Watch yourself down there, Keith. Dog rough. <laughs> Dog rough. Just he before said, that, we have another... It When uh, uh, Keith's talking... Another one of my go-to phrases, I think, when he's looking at the clipboard and he says, what is it? Uh, and Brian says, the Phoenix. And he says, Phoenix, right, I haven't got my readers. I say that all the time. I don't even need, I don't particularly need my glasses to read, but it comes up, I'd say, I say it every time someone tells me to read anything, I would say. Not got my readers. <laughs> is this a half-time point? Is this the... Yeah, because then it cuts straight to them in the car wasn't it yes. and brian honking the horn for jerry basically <laughs> yeah which i don't know what that is ever going to achieve no it would make me slow down if i was in front of him well it, i think i feel like uh jerry's doing about 20 isn't he <laughs> he's hardly going anywhere so yeah so that's like that's the end of the uh oh yeah because you get uh per- den says all right brian and brian flips him the bird and then that's it's it den. yeah so so Brian's desperate for him to hurry up, for Jerry to hurry up in the car. And Jerry says, me hurry up, I was waiting for you. I'm disabled, Jerry. I can't slide through the window like Daisy Duke. We've got to get back before card. Why? It's all right. We've got a licence. We've got a colour photocopy. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you ringing? The club to warn them. The phone's out of order. It's not out of order, though, is it? It's not out of order, no. They're all on the phone to ass. Uh, and we cut to Max on the phone saying, the diver's watch, 1995, the one with the light, the diver's watch. And on the TV, they're demonstrating the diver's watch. So he'd bought it before even seeing the full demonstration. He's so impressed that he's gone straight for it. Yeah. Back to the car. I'm doing 30 as it is. Where are your balls? <laughs> he presses <laughs> his foot down. <laughs> the uh, There's a deleted scene of... Um, Kenny on his phone on like a massive uh, mobile, just like bullshitting basically for like two minutes of him just wandering around talking like rubbish. And they said that they were going to put in a bit of 
Brian trying to ring him as well and him not getting through because he was just like, <laughs> just lying on the phone to someone. The Brian's pressing Jerry's leg down, trying to make him go faster, but Jerry's worst fears have been proven. Oh no, siren behind him. It's a pl- it's that police bike again. It's back. <laughs> Getting its second out into the episode. Uh, so they pull over. I, I, I like uh, ignore him as well. And then yeah. he comes out to the side and waves and he goes, he does what? Oh, oh no, he does. <laughs> Swines they are. They clamped me outside the gym last week. Yeah, it's another hangover from the Brian Can, can walk? Actually Walk storyline. Yeah. Brian asks if we can shake him. And then we cut back to the the club and yeah. uh, Keith's there. Keith's arrived because I don't know if you know, if it was a fire, he wouldn't knock. No, he would not. That is true. So they're pulled over at the side of the road to go back to the car. Uh, Brian starts some gasping and clutching his chest. Yeah. Faking an attack. Just go with it. What's the rush, gents? It's my dad. He's having a he's having an attack. Towards the light, Jerry, you're away from me. Needs his medication. Is that one of our glorious boys in blue? They do a grand job. Is that one of our glorious boys in blue? They do a grand job. Where are you off to? And Jerry says the really annoying Lancashire thing of saying hospital. And I don't know why. Yeah. Like that's just acceptable. I'd tell my kids. I'd tell my kids off if they said hospital, if they didn't pronounce it properly. Yeah, crazy, crazy Northerners. So the policeman pulls his visor down, says, "Follow me." Heads back to his motorbike, and Brian says, "Dad," implying that that's not a uh, viable excuse. That that's his dad. So then we cut to one of the other cabaret suites in the Phoenix Club, and there's a bit of aerobics going on. And the lady, the instructor, says, are you with us, Pat? And Keith Lard walks past and turns the music down. And they just carry on. I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> he does a great bit of, like, just puts his hands by his ears, like, it's too, it's banging, in, too loud. International sign for it's too loud. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, in the in the one that went out, it's summer of 69. Was it? The telly, but they couldn't get the clearance for it to be on the DVD. I thought go. it was just some generic. I bet them lads from Arthur Schilling did it, didn't they? Because they're the ones that yeah. wrote the movie. That's what it. That's what it is in the yeah on the DVD version. But when it went out on the telly, it was summer of '69, apparently. So there you go. Trivia. So so Holy Mary's next to another woman, and they're saying that's Weenie Lard's lad, and they carry on doing aerobics, and. Uh, they start gossiping, I never told you, did I? Me and Pauline were on a power walk last week. This car's engine was running, and it was still running when we got back. And I thought, well, that's dead weird. That I mean, what if someone's tried to do themselves in? You know, suicide. So we went over for a look, but the windows were all steamed over. Then Pauline shouts, hey, there's a man up back seat with a dog on his knee. When I looked, it was young Keith with a spaniel across his lap. A Spaniard? <laughs> <laughs> He's been done for that before. He got off, didn't he? He was getting off then and all. <laughs> so we cut back to some arterial road in Bolton, siren wailing. So it's just demonstrating that um, they're now being escorted. Given the escort, official escort by the, the police car. Yeah. And who better to show the fire inspector <laughs> around? I was just thinking that. Who, Ken, like, possibly Ken. the worst person that you could. Kenny <laughs> Senior. So he's asking if there's a fire extinguisher under here, moving all these coats. Get them off. Kenny just continues with the bullshit. When I was in Mexico, I saw the giant redwoods. Ever seen them? When they go up, you know about it. Not a car talk. Not a car talk. (laughs) They're just basically having two separate conversations. Yeah, Chucking kiddies out of windows. We were catching them. (laughs) You ever been to Mexico? Uh, Keith pulls back some curtains to reveal a fire door, gasps. It's padlocked. A fire door. Which Do you know I feel me- like even the, the curtains are uh, are not uh, are against the yeah. regulations, I would say. So yeah. Double whammy there. Do you know the Mexican for let us out, we're burning. Ah! And then he just walks off. 
and we get a little bit of a a sort of sprinkling of doubt over Kenny's lies, I would say, yeah. when he, he says, perfectly recites. Déjanos salir. Estamos quemándonos. Because ah! he says a line about you interfere with dogs, doesn't he, in Spanish? Mm. Molestar de los perros. Ah! And yeah, there you go. So he has been to Mexico to see the giant redwoods, potentially. So we go back to the car. Fork off, says Brian. Fork off here. And Jerry says, Brian, no, because he grabs a wheel. He's a maniac, Brian Potter, isn't he? Brian says, there you go, lost him. Lost <laughs> very, the very, very pleased with himself. Yeah. That, that one. Again, like, did they not stop and think that this ain't the 1930s and the policeman <laughs> would have memorised the number plate or it would have <laughs> automatically recorded it? We are back to the club. We see Les fully in character as Mr Miyagi. This is the bonsai, the wrinkle tree of life. Focus on its power. Focus on its strength. And Keith Lard, as a fire safety officer, sets it on fire. The bonsai. And Keith says, focus on the fact it's highly flammable. There's a great, um, there's a deleted scene that I presumably is before they start rehearsing of basically... um, uh, Les giving like a, a speech about how good the Karate Kid is and like he gets really emotional and it's just really funny and then Spencer says like oh what are we going to do about um about costumes and Les picks up a roll of uh bin bags and throws them at him and says don't worry we've got these we've got bin bags <laughs> and, and then as uh, in that in the bit that's coming up where they're all outside you see a couple of the kids in bin bags with like bits of paper stuck to them for the skeletons trying to be skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see Karate Kid the musical. They should have just made it while they had all the cameras out. Anyway, so they're all outside the club. Yeah, bin bags and all. And Marion says, "We've got a full house tonight." Jerry, oh no, look who it is, Brian. No, we can't do that. Closed until further notice. Oh, you can't do that. I can and I have, Potter. Why? Why? For a serious breach of fire regulations, you're closed. Oh, no, we're full tonight. It really, really, Brian has only got himself to blame at this point, hasn't he, really? Yeah. Obviously, as a consistent theme, it is Brian's fault, isn't it? You know. And he's ran away from the police. Yeah. Well, Right, so what we're gonna what we're gonna do, says Jerry. I don't know, Jerry, I do not know. We need that license for tonight. This is obviously it's like a really serious conversation that they're all having. That's why they've yeah. left armchair superstore on in the background. Yeah, and they've just closed the club, so they've proceeded to go in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have a meeting. And Brian says, Can you flick that thing off? We're in the shit here. Can we not reason with him? Lays over the diplomat. Keith Lard, you're joking. He's power mad. He wants to destroy us. He's got it in for me. And Max and Paddy proffer help in the only way they know how. Me and Paddy could have a chat to him. Bite his ears off, says Paddy. <laughs> Classic line. I'm friendly, very friendly with the SAS, says Kenny Senior. But you see, you're not Kenny. He just looks he just so shrugged. brushed as well, doesn't he? He just shrugs <laughs> and just looks so like, oh, oh all right, fair enough. Yeah. Holy it's Mary's it. plan, which I don't know if it's meant to be clear because it's not clear at all. Uh, why don't we fight fire with fire? John chapter 8, verse 7. What? I'd say what as well. Yeah. That EU is without sin, cast the first stone. Is it me, or has everybody gone mad? Tell him what you told me. Oh. Edie says that Keith Lard <laughs> stops. Stop, yeah. But it doesn't, the... it doesn't quite, I think there's like a, a lovely little half second where it's sort of slightly, they just have to, st- she just has to stay because she doesn't know that's yeah. the end. Like, you can't see what we're doing with our arms, but she sort of lifts both her arms and then points. And then and just, then freezes. yeah. That, that, that scene is, or should have been, a lot longer if if any if anyone's seen the um outtakes but there's a sort of monologue from young kenny 
and about a, a, an ex and his old boss at Walkers and time off and all this stuff. And basically there's like about 17 different uh, takes of it and they all just keep laughing. Is this the Christmas? Yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. Party? That's that bit, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I th- but I thought that was in the actual. No, it's just it, it's in the it's it's the outtake. They managed to get it, I think. Just like I think from it's in. The, I think there's a deleted scene of it, like fully done, but it's very like choppy. You can tell it's like pieces of it. Because he's talking about power mad boss, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. They had it all booked this Christmas. Dancing. He just, he just said no. That's all. All dancing, cheese biscuits, cheese board, <laughs> coffee after. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they don't get that, and I think they get it. And then it, basically, they didn't have time to. It didn't. It didn't fit with the running time. And then later, they will obviously we'll come to this later on. But there's one next time as well. For they have a, like an affiliates. Uh, uh, a committee meeting to discuss whether they're going to do the singles night or not. Right. And he has a big monologue about just some random thing. And then that didn't get put in either. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure I saw that pre widespread internet. Anyway, must, must be just my brain. So the phone rings. Uh, Keith Lard answers. He's- Hello? Keith Lard, Brian Potter. You better get back oh, here. You made a big mistake. And between me and you, Keith, I think it's going to cost you a job. I don't make mistakes, Potter. This is Brian Potter. You've made a big mistake. And I think it's going to cost you a job. I don't make mistakes, says Keith. And he hangs up. Do you think he'll come back, says Jerry? If he knows what's good for him, says Brian. Then we cut. And he has come back, thankfully. Well, Potter, what do you want? Sit down. I'm not going to be here that long. Just give us a license and go then. It's not as simple as that. We've done everything on the list. We need that license. Too little, too late. This isn't about a list. It's about your attitude, your shoddy attitude towards fire safety. If I had a wet nose and a waggy tail, you'd give me one. Brutal. You're the disease, Potter, and I'm the cure. You're the disease, dog, Tanyan. Hey, you're back on the prowl. <laughs> What do you mean? You know what I mean. Of course he knows what he means. There's been sightings of cars, of you on back seats with dogs. I wonder how long it'd take. I wonder how long it'd take you to dig up the past. Not guilty. Don't you read the papers, Potter? Lack of proof. Where's your proof? I wondered how long it'd take. How long it'd take you to dig up the past. Everyone's been doing it every time they've spoken to you, Keith. Not guilty. Don't you read the papers, Potter? Lack of proof. Where's your proof? And he chucks a right. dossier. Yeah. Chucks of, a manila folder at him. Yeah. Of of proof. Uh, and it's a, a photoshopped image of Keith Lard in high heels in a compromising position with a canine there. Man and beast in perfect harmony, says Brian. An excited look rarely seen on an Airedale. <laughs> That's not me. It's amazing what you can do with a computer and tinternet. Isn't that right? And the right picture. Isn't that right, Ray? And Ray Vaughn's behind the door. Oh, yeah. Like like it's some sort of Sopranos, like a gangster <laughs> movie, where like his heavies just at the, in the background. Yeah, you mulleted, like, jumpered like, heavies. Paulie Walnuts is just sat there ready to like kick off. <laughs> You'll never get away with this. You won't. No one will believe it. Don't know, Keith, if you throw enough shit, some sticks. 300 of those dumped in the right places. And you know what people will say? There's no smoke without fire. He does that. <laughs> so that master plan has obviously worked. That that photo, by the way, is a real photo of Peter Kay with a dog in high heels. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's in the uh, the in the uh, deleted scenes commentary for some reason. He says they had to they they did it in the um, the house where that was Brian's house. It's the the back bedroom of Brian's house, and then it's then it is a photoshopped version of Keith Lard's head. But yeah, it's a it is a picture of Peter Kay with a dog. Wow. I had to like get a dog, like a stage dog, and like yeah, that was some, trained some, to like, lie yeah, there. Somewhat like some poor woman with a with a dog that probably is you know doing panto or whatever had to come in some some random house and yeah. 
Now, look, I'm going to lie naked next to this dog. <laughs> <I hear that. laughs> Don't panic. All right, so it's obviously worked because we cut to the main suite, Phoenix Club. The crowd's chattering. There's a thunderclap on the PA. Applause begins. I've already done this, but I'll, I'll drop the audio in of this bit. A bit of dry ice. Hundreds of years ago, when man walked the planet, he had no real means of communication. In time, man developed a phenomenon which has never been fully understood by the psychic community. This phenomenon is Clinton Baptiste. That's, yeah. Pete, that's Peter Kay's voice as a little fact for you there. Is it? Yeah, just like slowed down. So after the second clap of thunder, it says weedy voice in the script here. <laughs> and it makes him sound American. It says, y'all right. She's <laughs> kind of what he's saying, isn't it? Y'all right. Right. So who is Clinton Baptiste then? Because he's, uh, he's just cashing in, isn't he, at the minute? Yeah. He's, he's on everything. A podcast, a, t- a tour. You can have it. I had a little look. I was gonna, I was gonna see if I could do it for the show. Get him to do a cameo for us, but uh, it's very expensive, so I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much we're we talking? If I think you're any was, good, I'll, if I'm any good, I'll know already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was like forty something quid. Yeah, hell, dog roll. Yeah, he's done all right out of it, really, isn't he? I'm surprised Peter Kay hasn't said stop that now. Well, I think I, I he did a, an interview like this. The guy called the guy's called Alex Lowe. Mm. I think he, he was on because he's Barry from Watford on uh, Steve Wright in the afternoon. That's is him he as well? Yeah, that's his fault, is it? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, <clears throat> um, about the yeah. last laugh. Steve's gone now. <laughs> I was going to say R.I.P. Steve, but I don't mean that, do I? I just mean, you know, see you Sadly, later. No, the you biggest don't. show. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure he said, like, he spoke to Peter Kane before, like, doing anything else and, like, got the okay for the carrying on doing the character. But, yeah, because he's, um, he's in that he's in an episode of that Peter Kane thing, so he must have known. He works at the bingo, don't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, like, his, his mate, basically, in the bingo. Yeah. But, yeah, he must have known, obviously, like, that's how Peter Kay works, isn't it? The, the same people crop up all the time. Yes, from the old stand-up scene and that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Clinton there, he's down on, he says he's getting a voice. Spirit's very strong tonight, very strong. I'm getting the name. I think I, like, I really like that, the, where in that bit where he goes, hey, hey, and points behind him, trying, sort of trying to tell one of the spirits off. Well, I like that. That's quite funny. No, it's very, very strong. Hey, oh, oh hey. <laughs> is, is there a John in the audience? And about five people go, yeah, yep. Yeah. And he does an absolutely wonderful, like, sort Jim's of mince down. off the stage. Yeah. yeah, it's like really like just yeah, like really shit. Like like he thinks it's Las Vegas or whatever. Like it's like proper showbiz. So we cut to. Uh, place we haven't been for a while certainly not uh this episode we go outside uh to the front of the club with max and panny on the door and max asks him uh... now i'm getting a voice spirits very strong tonight very strong hey oh i'm getting the name I'm hearing the name John. Is there a John in the audience? Oh, hey, and he's thinking showing his divers watch, isn't he? Great, these. What flavour did you get, he asked him. Aniseed. Has it kicked in yet? Can't tell. You should have got a diver's watch. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the kind of diving I'll be doing. Paddy's really only got one thing on his mind, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Then some ladies come to get into the psychic night. Evening girls want to look into me crystal balls. <laughs> and then the women say, what's that smell? And you go, it stinks. And the pad is desperately trying to usher them in. While, while uh, Max is trying to show them where to go with his light on his watch yeah. as well. And then just as they're going in, he says, it's half six in Japan. 
So we cut back inside. Clinton's talking to John. Your mother, John. She was quite young when she died. Am I right? 93. Yeah, but she was young in herself, though. She was young at heart. And she seemed to slow down a lot towards the end. Am I right? Yeah. This is your partner, correct? There's something you want to tell her. Am I right? No. I think there is. Something you wanted to get off your chest. Maybe you're a bit ashamed of. Don't you think you should tell her, John, before you both get hurt? <laughs> and the wife says, what is it? And John's not happy. Hey, Mouth. Uh, I, th I think it says a lot about John's marriage. That, or the stupidity of his wife, that she would believe a random psychic and not yeah. believe John. I'm team John in this. Especially in the context of whatever else is about, you know, everything else that's about to happen. <laughs> it's yeah. not like he's put, he, he's pinpointed some really specific things from the from the everyone else. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, obviously making it up. So we go back outside. Uh, Paddy keeps flicking his um, limp penis, and Max asks in anything. And he says, no, nothing, not a pulse. Come on, son, let's have you talking to his knob. Bit weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> Cut back inside, Clinton's talking to an old, older woman, sort of Audrey Roberts off Coronation Street, I thought. Yeah. And he says, don't worry, love, you'll still be able to visit. <laughs> and the crowd all gasp, and we don't ever know what he's told that Audrey no. Roberts woman. Now, I'm feeling it very strongly over here. And he goes, what's your name, love? Don't tell me it's Sir Sarthir. <laughs> That's great. But, uh, wait wait so, for her to say her name, basically. Sonia. 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 That's uh, it's Peter Kay's wife. Is it? Yeah. Sonia is. Yeah. You're bloody full of it. You are. I <laughs> didn't know. I wouldn't know if she walked and kicked me up the backside. So, Sonia, you've not been very well. Am I right? No. Debbie's been ill. Debbie, you have, haven't you, love? Been very poorly. <laughs> It's not been easy, has it? No. And it's terminal, isn't it? No. Crowd gasp. And yeah, Clinton does a beautiful, like, just shrug. Oh. Yeah, like a shrug, like, nothing to do with me. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Hands up. Who can't have children? <laughs> the crowd gasp again. Cut outside to Max, his watch is beeping. Shit, I'm out of oxygen. It says. So we hear that John and his wife come clattering out and she's shouting at him, I know there's something going on. Tell me what's going on. John says, nothing. It's wrong what he's doing in there. He's just offending people. Really tell me what's oh, going on. I know oh, 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 Snowflake, John. Uh, she's still screaming, tell me what's going on. Paddy goes to interject. Max says, well, stay back, Paddy, domestic. Don't get involved. Good advice, I find, really. Yeah. Back in and presumably he's like offended someone else at this point as well. Yeah, we haven't you, seen. You've got to be cruel to be kind. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm only telling you what the spirits are telling me. <laughs> Peter says that that was a uh, an ad lib. What? Well, the... Alex Lowe, I'm only telling you what the spirits are telling me. That's but yeah. <laughs> just threw it in. So he then focuses on the biggest, hardest looking bloke in the whole room. Big bold chap, and says, "Now, I'm getting the word." <clears throat> Big pregnant pause. Not. <laughs> Crowd says, "Ooh," and they all get up. Well, the skinner gets up and decks Clinton Baptiste. Quoting groups. Yeah, I'd say that's like. That's up there with Can You Hear Me Now, isn't it? If people haven't seen Phoenix Night since it came out, they still remember yeah. that that phrase. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's all right. It's not like a comedy classic. Well, I guess it is. I don't know. I guess I've just heard it too much. But again, quoting groups. Anything to do with paedophiles? Anything. <laughs> Getting the word. See, I, I like to mix it up a bit. I like to share the same sort of articles, but with spirits are very strong tonight. <laughs> well, I'm only telling you what the spirits are telling me. 
you know, come on, guys, mix it up a bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? doesn't have to be I'm getting the word every time. I agree. Yeah, Lots of dialogue here. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll still be able to visit. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's clearing out the end of the night. Thank you. Good night. Night, Bill. We're not coming here again, says Bill. Brian's getting absolute pelters from the from the audience. Where did you get him from? Came highly recommended. By who? Dem Perry. Dignan's a bastard. Yeah. This is it. Jerry, Jerry, Perry, Perry, Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) He wants to shut down. And then uh, Clinton Clinton shows up. He's cotton wool up his nose. (laughs) Blood all over his white uh, suit as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you, good buddy. (laughs) So he says, yeah, oh, thank you, good buddy. Thanks for upsetting my customers that I've had to refund, says Brian. Really not going to be happy about that, is he? Nope, definitely not. Clinton says, how long did I do? 15 minutes, says Jerry. Really? I don't usually last more than 10. It's them. They can't handle the truth. Some bloody psychic. You didn't see that come in, he says, pointing to his nose. Can I have me money, says Clinton. Can you, have, can, you have, can, can you read minds? Can you read minds? Read this. Hey. Can walk. <laughs> yeah, Clinton called him out <laughs> about being able to walk. Gasps, get out, get out of it. Door goes as Clinton exits. Our glorious boy in blue without his bike, sadly, this time. Yeah. So they must have had to return it to the props higher place. Well, he didn't wheel it in, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like like at uh, bloody stars in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. So, so they see the policeman and they instantly regress into their roles of father and son. Oh, dad, not again. Dad, no, dad. And Brian says, this isn't the hospital, son. <laughs> Another attack, sir, says the policeman. Must be me you're allergic to, eh? I've bought you a prescription. Three points and a £200 fine to be taken immediately. And then he sort of pushes it on to Brian and then as he's walking off, Brian pulls it off him and looks at Jerry and sort of motions it to him and goes, Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) You deal with that. (laughs) You deal with that. Yeah. And that's the end. And that's the end. Other than the uh, the little, the the performer at the end. Yeah, these are, the thing is, we didn't do the last, do it on the last one. It's because they're all visual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, I, I really, I've only mentioned it because I've got facts, to be honest. Well, give us the facts. Let's, let's do it. Uh, the guy's name is Steve Royal, and he came third right. in Britain's Got Talent in 2020. So there you go. Bloody hell. So this was his uh, silver yeah. screen debut. Yeah. He was in Max and Paddy as someone else. I think as one of Max's mates when they go to that, like, birthday. Go to his mate's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of the other mates. And he's in that terrible Britain's got the pop factor something, that one. I thought that was really funny when that came out. I was in a pretty bad place in my life, though. So (laughs) I don't think I've watched it since then. So, but yeah. Oh, I've not watched it since. No, when it was on telly live. Because it, sorry, everyone, that we're going off topic. But um, yeah, it was like a, a spoof of all the thousands of competition reality TV. Things. Yeah. There's loads um, of people from Phoenix Knights in it. Like we said, he just likes to use the same people over and over again, basically. Yeah, I didn't like his character. I didn't like Geraldine. I liked uh, two up, two down. Yeah. <laughs> she she's about to she's gonna be in the one of them's gonna be in the next episode. She is indeed. She is, which we'll be back for next month. So um listen, jump on your podcast hosting, give us a review, share it with your mates, please. Give it yeah. go on Facebook page. Let's let's have a chat. Yeah. Any of you ever met Ted Robbins? Tell us about it. (laughs) You ever met anyone else? You know, you ever like bumped into Toby Foster in Leeds or wherever he lives now? Does he? I have to go. He does like, he he does a show on like BBC Look North or something. That's like what he does now. We're going to mention the fact that there's a, that big long diatribe at the end of the credits as well. Yes. Yes. Hilariously. 
Keith Lard, the fire inspector, is a real person. Essentially. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> they oh. are absolutely not connected. Did you not read the doc? It's just a coincidence that oh, yeah. Keith Laird is from Bolton and does fire safety talks and looks quite a lot like Keith Lard. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's and the only thing. Peter Kay had to give a sizable donation to the Fire Service Benevolent Fund, as he says in the diatribe at yeah. the end. And it's on the screen for ages, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it says, Mr. Laird's contribution to fire safety in Bolton is well documented and his professionalism and personal integrity are not in any doubt. It's quite funny to have a, a character with almost exactly the same name <laughs> and end up with him interfering with dogs. I'm fairly sure he stood for Labour Council in Kirklees, you know. Oh, really? Heath Laird, yeah. There you go. Why would you do it to yourself? Because everyone's just going to go rabies whenever you ask what your biggest fear yeah. is or whatever. <laughs> What's the biggest concern of residents around here? Rabies? You'd just be like, oh, it's dog rough around here, Keith. It'd just get on your nerves so much, you just wouldn't do it. Surely you'd uh, keep your head down after that, wouldn't you, really? Just enjoy your benevolent fund money that Peter's gave you. <laughs> they had to give money to him as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've read that it was 10 grand, but I don't know if that's like... Ooh, a lot of money not, back then. It's not what it says on the... It just says an, like, um, a, don- a donation. And to Mr. Laird's family. So, 20 years ago, that's, you know, not... Not, not an unfavourable amount of money, is it? So, not to be sniffed. Probably like annual salary, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Grand. I bet it was on a minimum wage, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, yeah, right. I'd say that's like you that's that's up there, isn't it? That's your your classic episode. For those that haven't seen it before, that's the one. That is the one. Or haven't seen it since it came out. That's the one. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll stick around beyond this because we've got singles night next time, I believe. Yeah. Some Beautiful. great some great stuff in singles night. It's uh, some real good comedy stuff, not bestiality joke that's been funny after about the fifth time, and and uh, not the uh, Clinton's all right. I, I've reconciled myself with Clinton. Is it just because he keeps showing up everywhere? Is that what you've like? Yeah, there's that, and just every time I'm getting the word like, "Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend's 25." I'm getting the word. <laughs> not a nonce, is he? Come on. You know, and then we'll take it the other way, like really horrendous stories, like about child abuse. I'm getting the word, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting the word, it's there. That, that is what happened, yeah. That is horrific, yeah. Yeah. You didn't pick it up beforehand and stop it, did you? Anyway, look, uh, see you next time for more Pulling Off Into Paradise, everybody. Have a lovely uh, month, or Merry Christmas, probably, because we probably won't get one out before Christmas, so. No, yeah, have a good... Uh festive period everyone happy new year happy hanukkah <laughs> eid all that yeah when you've had a few sherries on christmas day drop us an email yeah do which is uh poi paradise at outlook.com thank you bye it's the phoenix club pull off into paradise